Hey, it's Wendy. How are ya? I hope you are doing well, and I hope you're ready for a really fun episode of Laugh, Cry, Come. I had a great conversation with my friend Irene Marrow. She's a comedian in New York. She's also a sex worker. She's a stripper. She's a dancer. And uh, when we recorded, I was in a hotel, which we mentioned. And if you want to see the footage of the weird plate of fake cocaine that was in my hotel, uh, jump on the Patreon. The video of our entire conversation, unedited, is up there now. Irene's great. And it's a really interesting conversation. We talk about the underground sex work that was going on during COVID. And if you're a cop, again, we are comedians. We are doing bits. These are jokes. We are working out. Uh, Irene's great. Follow her on social media. On her Instagram, she is at underscore Irene Marrow. And on Twitter, she's at Irene F. Marrow. Links are all in the show notes here. She also is a contributor to the podcast. Uh, I think it's called The Old Pro Podcast, which is a show I used to do with Caitlin Bailey. It's a great show. So even though I'm not a part of it anymore, please go support that podcast and support them. And I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's it. Oh, we say it towards the end of the episode, in case you don't listen all the way through. We don't care how much money you have. You still need consent to do whatever the fuck you have planned to do with sex workers. Okay, that's my disclaimer. (laughs) There you go. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you enjoy the show, and I hope you have a great day. I will talk to you, well, after the record scratch. Bye. Just start recording, and we'll say, dude, this... (laughs) It's wild to be in a hotel and not have, um, like, drug dealers on speed dial. <laughs> oh, now I can hear you perfectly. Yeah, these ones are better, I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, look at them. These are bodega headphones. <laughs> do they just have, did they come without, there were no guts in them at all? I, I did that. I stepped on them drunk. Oh, and they still work? Yeah. Apparently better than these Apple ones. See, everyone's running a scam, especially Apple. You don't all their expensive shit. You're like, fuck you. I got a new laptop and I was like, great, that's all I need. And then I got home and I saw that all the little like adapter plugs were all different. And so I'm like, these fucking companies. Yeah, I just got this Apple. I was up and look at how shitty the quality of this video is. Yeah, well, that's the, this is, I mean, it's, I like it. It's like mood lighting. I'm in the blue room of this hotel. I'm in the purple I like it. Is that your wall? You have a just like a purple wall? Um, no, I have. I was one of those bitches that got like these lights. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh, I like it. Blue room, dude. Yeah. I am. Can I just show you this? And it's whatever. I this this podcast. I, I'll run the whole video on Patreon and I'll pay for it. Look at what's in this fucking hotel room. Please. So it's one of these like Zen garden sand things, but it's full of white powdered sand. I have breaks. <laughs> right when it's like powder. Look at this. Wow. What is it? What's it for? <laughs> this is, I've walked in. This is like right by the door when you walk in. I'm like, this fucking hotel. Where this, are you? I'm in St. Louis. Okay. I moved here in September. Right. Yeah. Well, it's something. It's, I mean, as far as I rolled into a hotel room and saw a plate with white powder on it, I would have been like, score, and started like railing lines. Oh, there's, 
Well, where my laptop is sitting, this tabletop is like fully, it's a full, just mirrored, massive mirrored tabletop. And I walked in and I, I was like, mm, the cleaning people did not do such a great job. And I saw little white flecks and I was like, Wendy, do not put that in your gums. Don't do it. Don't do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wait till after you do the podcast and then find crumbs or whatever you think it could be like pieces of paint. Rub really? that. Yeah. Rub that in your face. But I was like, these fucking people, but it's all meth here in the Midwest. So. Yeah, you don't know what you're getting. Yeah, I don't trust. I think people, someone's like, oh, I get cocaine. I'm like, I'd rather just not drink while I'm here. I don't, I don't trust the, <laughs> I'm not going to trust the Midwest. We're pretty far from Miami. Like already in New York, it's questionable. But <laughs> I mean, um, dude, so how are you? Last time I talked to you, I think was um, at the rape show. The rape show, yes. Which was so fun. I love those because we've done it twice now and it's always, <laughs> I also call it the rape show. And then people who like, don't know what it is. I'm like, Oh yeah, that was the night of the rape show. And they're like, what? <laughs> what? You yeah. The rape show. The rape show. Well, what's so funny is like, it's interesting because to see people get uncomfortable where you talk up, we say the word rape, but it's like, first of all, it happened to me. Yeah. So relax. And that's part of the reason that people don't report it because it's like, when we just say the rape show, People get all uptight. It's like, mm-hmm. no wonder nobody fucking reports this shit half the time. Mm-hmm. Because we're yeah. just so trained to be like, oh, that's triggering. But I'm like, oh, it's traumatic. And it's like, well, right. But yeah, that's why I liked doing that show is because people knew that they were walking into that. Because, you know, when you go to do your rape material, people's like buttholes clench. And yeah, and they take on this like, and you're like, no, 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 I... I'm in control of the narrative right now. Like it happened to me. That part sucked, but like now we're having fun. <laughs> right. Now have it. And I'm sorry that you're triggered and this is traumatic for you, but guess what? Welcome to the club. Yeah, come on I'm, in. I am come emotionally on. assaulting you. I am raping <laughs> you with this joke. <laughs> it could be worse. Believe me. Yeah. I actually did a joke after the rape show where I was like, do it, or I'm like, it's not as fun. I'm like, because people know it's coming. And mm-hmm. the joke that I made, I'd only worked once and it was at some like hipster show in Williamsburg. Every other show people were like, this seems fucking a crazy thing to say. But I was like, I said something about doing a rape show and I go, yeah, I said, I prefer, it's like not as fun though. Cause people like see it coming. Mm-hmm. I said, Cause you know, the rape jokes, it's not so much about the joke. It's more about having power over the audience. <laughs> and like one crowd laughed at it. Everyone else was like, we don't get it. And the people that did get it were like, i love that i think that's art yeah so dude (laughs) what is going on because i so um i already did your intro before we started since the pandemic hit i've been kind of chatting with you a little bit in that twitter group that we have but i'm not on twitter very much so what's going on with you since the pandemic hit with because i'm on only fans i signed up for only fans when Mm -hmm. Yeah, that I remember shit popped off. Have you been on OnlyFans before the pandemic or what's no? I got into sex work originally before I ever started stripping. I used to cam um on chatterbait.com. I don't know if you're familiar. Uh, mm-hmm. uh <laughs> I was so bad at it. Thank God I found stripping. And I was like, I'm the kind of bitch that needs to like, you know, show up, have a drink, and then I can charm people and like, you know, do my shit and leave. Right. Um, well, it's the same with stand-up. That's like Zoom shows. People are like, yeah, I could do a Zoom show, but I like the energy of a crowd. So you're being, exactly. ch- yeah, Chatterbait yeah. is essentially, you're, you're like Zoom stripping. Exactly. Exactly. And 
So I'd had that experience. And then the clubs obviously shut down with COVID happening. And at first we didn't know if we were going to get unemployment because we're independent contractors. So um, before the pandemic, independent contractors couldn't get unemployment. So I was like, fuck. Um, And then I was like, okay, there's OnlyFans. Like I used to do Shatterbait. I can do this. I got this. And I wanted to do it without advertising it on any other social media platforms. And I was like, <laughs> no, I'm like looking back and it was so cringe. Cause I was like, I don't want to post on Twitter. I don't want to post on Instagram. Cause I don't want like my brother to find it or whatever. And so I was like texting like people from college and being like, do you want the link? And they're like, no. <laughs> You didn't want to put it on social media, but you're like, I will personally text everyone in my phone, but I don't want like the algorithm to know. I'm a curator, but like for my own pussy hole. Do you want to see? Like, absolutely not. I haven't heard from you in years. (laughs) Then I was like, okay, I have to post it on Twitter. (laughs) And I did. So yeah, I've been on OnlyFans. I fucking hate OnlyFans. it's again, it's even more than like just doing like a zoom comedy. Like it's, you know, you have to plan, you have to shoot, you have to edit. It's, I don't, I don't want to do all the little things and I don't want to talk to people online. I want to, yeah, go in do my thing, get my tits out and go home. Yeah. It, well, honestly, it really does. It feels like stand up. Like I've started doing stand up a little bit since clubs are opening back up. I'm like, this is so much nicer. You just yeah. walk in, go on stage do your thing. I don't have to be like on TikTok. Like even today, like I'm in this hotel room. Shockingly and sadly, this is not to just like run a bunch of fucking cowboys through to make money. I got this hotel room to shoot. I look more like a fucking prostitute cam girl shooting ads for TikTok than when I was getting hourly hotel rooms in New York. I have like many bags. I walked in with the fucking tripod and a big ring light and they're like, what are you doing? And I was like, what? Yeah, I'm like a commercial for like a pussy wipe. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like okay. It's like, hey, this is my bag of wigs. I'm like, mm-hmm. But, yeah, wigs. <laughs> yeah, sure, they're wigs. But yeah, like with TikTok to edit, to like come up with an idea. Oh my God, TikTok takes all day. <laughs> it takes all fucking day. You come up with an idea and then it's like, okay, you write the script out and whatever. But it's like six hours from start to finish. Yeah, no, it, I give up sometimes. It's a nightmare. And yeah. even OnlyFans, like, I was talking with, there's this chick, um, Vila, who I'm friends with. She's not a comic, but she's been OnlyFans for a long time. Mm-hmm. We're talking about with customs, because I kind of stopped doing them, because it's like, these people yeah. work so much. I, like, advertise them, like, DM me if you want customs. And someone's like, can you do this? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> like, no, I don't want to. Yeah, it's a nightmare. And they want so much. Like, I had a dude hit me up because I got, um, there's someone out here that I'm fucking and Mm -hmm. he took my phone and just started taking pictures of me while I was like sucking his dick and while he was fucking me. And I was like, this is really hot because his dick is- Prime content. (laughs) Right? And and because it wasn't like for a shoot, he was just like, he was just like, I got to take pictures, fucking pussy. And so I got all these great shots. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. I can double my money here. So I posted a couple pictures and like, Hey, I have, this is the menu that I have for the other photos and videos. Cause I'm not putting, I'd only do like five bucks a month. So it's not mm-hmm. like full labia. 
but I posted this thing and for all these people that message you all day, like, oh, can I get private? Did you have partner stuff? Do you have partner stuff? I'm like, yes, here's, here it is. Here's the price menu. None of them want to pay for it. Only like two people paid for it. just like, mm-hmm. or like a $5 tip. And they're like, I can't wait to see it. And I'm like, well, then you're going to have to give me more than $5. Yeah. That's my thing with OnlyFans too, is like, obviously there's cheap bitches at the strip club that are like, you know, I'm just here to relax. Um, I'm like, go do that at home. Wait, sir. wait, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> People come, because I've only been to a strip club twice. I've oh only God. been to two. so fun at a strip club. And I've gone, both times that I've gone, I've gone with a sugar daddy. And so it was yeah. like very oh, fun. Yes. Because he was just giving me his money. And then he would like go off with some chick in the VIP room and me and the other chicks, I'd be like, here's money. You want to just sit down and talk about your kids? Yeah, like, I'll there give you. A, there was a sugar baby that used to come into my club and I, she was like, she was so cute. I loved hanging out with her. And then he'd like have us kiss and she was really hot. So was, yeah, I loved her. Wait, so people come into the strip club and they're just like, oh, I'm just here to chill out. Yeah. If you're like offering, I mean, maybe they just think I'm ugly, but they're like, no, I'm actually just vibing. <laughs> or like, oh, I'm watching the game and I'm like, there's a thing called a sports bar. Um, you can take your ass there, but obviously they want to see the naked chicks. So, right. But so now how does that work in a strip club? Like, um, as far as payment and stuff like that, how, cause I've heard different things from different people. So how does that work? It, I mean, it depends, you know, different clubs have different rules, but the main standard is just that like lap dances are $20 a song, okay. um, which has been the standard since like the seventies. Cause sometimes people will try to talk down $20 and I'm like, this hasn't been inflated for like 40, 50 years, like, don't complain. Um, <clears throat> and then if you want to do <clears throat> VIP champagne room, it's usually like, you know, it'll be like 600 for a half hour. And the, but then like half of that goes to the club. Yeah, I was gonna ask how much they take. And do you pay? Is it a thing where you pay like a fee to perform? And then yeah, you pay a house fee when you show up. And usually it's like, if you get there at like 8pm, it's like $40. And then it goes up by $20 every hour. <laughs> Dude, the way that people just like fuck over sex workers is wild. Mm-hmm. Wild. Yeah. People are like, oh, it must be like such easy, good money. And I'm like, sometimes it is. Sometimes it's shit. And then also it's like, yeah, house fee, like getting your nails done. Like, you know, it costs a lot of money to get in the door, you know? Mm-hmm. So how long have you been doing that? Like, when did you get into stripping and how did you find that? Um, I started stripping at like the end of 2018, I believe. I was uh I was an assistant for this blind guy. And he was like, "You're the hottest person I've ever seen," and you're like, "I'm gonna be a stripper." <laughs> Even though he's technically never seen me, he was right. like, "You're a great stripper." And I was like, you're the hottest person I've ever felt. <laughs> I mean, he's felt he's like you know I have to help him. You know, he told me, um, "Oh my god, he's gonna be so excited because he's always like, do you ever talk about me like in your comedy or on podcast?" And I'm like, "No, <laughs> I'll tell him to listen." <laughs> um, he said that he can tell if you're thin by your wrists, so he can like feel because I had to, he had to hold my arm to like help him walk around. So I don't know. He felt my wrist and was like, "Yeah, <laughs> get on the pole, bitch." Um, <laughs> so he was like, "Oh, I always go to this place. Like you should." Which was more they call it like a lap dance party. Um, and he was like, "You should go try out there," and I did. And then I was like, "This is awesome. I love this." Wait, um, so your blind boss would go to strip clubs? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of ideal for him because it's a lot of, like, you know, like, touching sensory. Like, you can't okay. touch everything, but, 
you know, getting a lap dance, getting his dick grinded on is nice. Yeah. He's got, he's just like grabbing everybody's wrists to like check if, see if he wants to dance. You're like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Like how much to grab your wrist? Right. Is he checking for a pulse? What is this guy doing? It's like very. <laughs> Sometimes, honestly. <laughs> That's really interesting. So he would go there. See sex work. And I know people, t- and I know you don't, um, you're not with these people and people that list that are listening probably are not these types of people, but there are some people that talk shit on sex work, but it's like, this is a prime example of like, this dude can go and have chicks be nice to him and grind up against his dick and he can grab their wrists all night long and no one's going to fucking say anything, you know, place where he can feel like. Yeah. I remember cause like, you know, it was, it was in comedy. I was working all these odd jobs all the time. I was working for him. I was nannying. And yeah, when people are like, why'd you start stripping? I usually am like, I was really fucking sick of nannying. Like, I was so tired of taking care of other people's kids and doing it for like, you know, $20 an hour and then being done and being so, feeling like, I, you know, I just was a mom for a day. I felt like an exhausted mom all the time and then having Mm -hmm. to do comedy at night. Um, So like, I think my first shift stripping, like even looking back, I didn't make that much money, but it felt like a lot of money because it was my first like big sex work night mm-hmm. um and feeling that like holy sh- like walking out with like cash in the bag and being like I don't have to worry about bills and like for for a little bit and yeah it was like holy shit I never felt anything like that before yeah it's wild how long how long have you been doing comedy um I think like six or seven years okay yeah people don't understand with stand-up like I try to explain to people you love it so much. It's like truly an addictive thing that you're working all kinds of crazy day jobs mm-hmm. going out at night. Cause you're not getting paid most of the time when you start. And so sex work is kind of ideal, but that feeling of like, yeah. and then I would like go and do mics and shows. And then from there, go to the club, which was nice. <laughs> show up for like a comedy show and just like a full stripper face. <laughs> I'm like, wow, I ain't really dressed up for this, this bar show. <laughs> I think it's not for you. <laughs> That's such a nice feeling to have enough money where you're like, oh, I don't have to have a full-blown panic attack. Yeah, I think especially, like, as a woman, too, I, you know, we're not used to that kind of, like, being flushed with cash. And there's, I, I didn't, I never understood the amount of power that, like, being in possession of money feels like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a wild. Well, it's interesting here because, like I said, I don't have uh, like drug dealers on lock, and I'm not really drinking out here, and there's nothing to do really. <laughs> so I have money, and I'm just like saving it. But yeah, I'll just have like a, an envelope of cash, and I'm like, this is so fuck. And if I was in New York, I would be like calling like three people. I would shoot out a text <laughs> message like, I'm in this hotel. And you just immediately get cash and you're like, drugs, 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 food, people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, what like, what do I do with all this cash? I know. It's such a, especially when I first started like making money too, I would like take my boyfriend out to dinner all the time, which felt like a very fun thing to do to be able to like treat someone and be like, let's go out to dinner. Let's go somewhere nice. Like I got it. And yeah, I had always been the friend that was like, okay, I'll come out to dinner, but like, I'm not going to order anything. So like, let's not split the chicken. <laughs> so like to all of a sudden be like the opposite of that has been very, very fun. Yeah. It's a really nice thing. My buddy out here, I know like one person out here who, um, but it's the same, like, cause I'm always like, oh, let's go get food. And he's like, you know, lives very kind of like tight, tight budget. 
And he's like, no, we, can, I'll, we I just cook at my place. And I try to tell him, I said, I'm paying for this. I want to go out. This is what I like to do for fun. I like to get a bunch of yeah. food that we're not going to eat. I want to go somewhere. I want to get like a three course meal. I'm the same exact way when someone's like, no, like, it's okay. We'll just like, no, no, no. I'm begging you. Let me pay <laughs> so that we can have fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, yeah, that's like, oh, I have a question. Yes. Um, so with the, cause I'm so interested in the whole strip club thing. Cause I've never, like I said, I've been to one like twice and you can tell me to fuck off and not ask you these questions, but in the champagne rooms, like what is allowed? What is not allowed? Is it like pretty? <clears throat> so <laughs> what is allowed is, a, you know, when you get like the rundown, I'll, as an example, I'll say when I first got hired at one of my first like traditional strip clubs, he was like, you know, you can do a little bit more like in the champagne room, like you can touch your boobs, obviously no prostitution, no solicitation, like that's illegal. Um, we don't have cameras cause celebrities come here. So I'm just trusting you that you're not going to do anything. <laughs> Wink. <laughs> yeah. Uh, at least that's how I read it. <laughs> yeah. That's like an escort. It's like when you go to like seeking arrangements or there's this website, some woman sent me called Cowboys for angels and it's like a male escort service. <laughs> But it's like on those websites, dude, it's so funny. This Cowboys for Angels thing. I'm just like, I do not, none of the men I find attractive. Um, they're all just like six packs and like big muscle titties. I'm like, oh, I'm all set. <laughs> but I love on those websites, there's like the huge disclaimer where it's like, this is companionship and this is for conversation only. And if people want to do whatever, that's their, we're, this not, this not what this is for. Yeah. This I'm is- amazed that like seeking arrangements has been able to, exist for as long as it has yeah but yeah it's exactly the same thing it's like this is not there's no prostitution here but we'll knock before we enter the room and they also the place they worked they had um like a guy who would come in like a little housekeeper basically who would just come in and like put on his like latex glove and look around to you know find the con to throw away the condoms and stuff (laughs) That's nice that they're cool about it because that's got to be, it's like fucking fuck you. It depends on the club. Like that one, and that one's kind of has like a, you know, reputation for that where it's like, if you want to go and get a blowjob in the back, like go there. But I also worked at other clubs that are like very strict about it. Like they have like curtains instead of doors. You can't like carry around a money bag because they think you can like hide condoms in there. And if you have con like when you get to the locker room, they search your own personal bags. And if you have condoms in there, they throw them out. Really? Mm-hmm. So they're like the, those club, they're like, so this one club, you can get your dick sucked and it's cool. This other club, they're super strict. They have curtains for doors. And also you're for sure going to get an SED because these bitches are, they're not allowed to wear condoms. It's the weirdest yeah, thing. Exactly. It's like, first of all, I know for a fact that people were still doing, they're called extras when you, when you do a little extra for someone. Yeah. Um, and they're just, so now they're just having to do without condoms. Like you're just taking away their resources. It's so stupid. And they didn't want us to have drugs in there too. And I was like, okay, well then we're all just going to do the customer's drugs and those are going to be laced. Right. We're going to be on, like, we're going to be on roofies and have full blown AIDS. So it's up to you guys what you would like us to do. I don't do my best pole routine when I'm roofied. It's not. (laughs) And also this idea that like, and again, you can do like sex work and be fully sober and do it. But a lot of times, like I worked a couple sex parties 
in Manhattan where, I mean, it, there are bowls of condoms people get tested for, they walk in and you're just like, it's just like a free for all, like fuck fest for six hours. There are drugs. There have to be drugs. There has to be drugs. You have to be alcohol. Cause it's like, yeah. I mean, I'm so impressed when people like girls at the club are sober, like good on them. That's incredible. But like, for me, like mama needs her juice. Like I need some alcohol to like loosen up and feel comfortable. And then, you know, most nights I need a little bit of blow to first of all, stay awake because I'm there till like four or five in the morning Yeah, and to have the same fucking conversation with people named like Ted over and over and over again. <laughs> so when these people talk to you, like, what have you ever done? Cause I obviously do. And this is, I'm, I mean, it's so nice to talk to another whore. I love it so much. <laughs> I do like, obviously with OnlyFans, and I think with OnlyFans, I kind of with posting pictures, but I do like ground level. And if you're a police officer, I'm obviously joking. This is a comedy podcast. Look me up. I'm a comedian. We both know, like I do like ground level fucking like sex work. Like, <laughs> I mean, I like, it's like sugar daddies. It's like, so I also put up with conversations, but it sometimes goes for like a two hour dinner. And I've a few times made the mistake of being like, oh, I'm going to do blow before this conversation. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm just like the whole time. I'm just, I just want to be like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's like to yeah. sit there, push food around your plate. So like, mm -hmm. what kind of do these, are there people like that, like try to trap you in conversations and not pay Same you thing or? over again. It's always, what's your name? And then I give them a fake name and then they're like, where are you from? People are obsessed with like, and like, they're like, you look exotic. What's your ethnicity? I'm literally Irish. Like I'm a white girl, a white Irish girl from Maine. Like this conversation is going nowhere. Like <laughs> what you want for me? <laughs> they're like, what else? I'm like, uh, Scottish. <laughs> Where are you from? Yeah, and, then, and they're like, oh, and then like Maine. And then, and then it's like, I ask them what they do. They work in finance. Yeah, it's just like weird, shocking talk, and then like, oh, they always ask what, what my tattoos are, and and one of my tattoos on my ribs is peace in Greek because Irene means peace in Greek, and cool. so I'm like, oh, it's my name in Greek, and then but my stripper name is Lucy, so they're like, oh, Lucy means peace in Greek, and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure okay. does. <laughs> The conversation is, I had a, and again, for all, for all I'm sure this is, I'm sure you have a big cop audience. <laughs> if there's any yeah. face out there, this is a joke. It was a tweet I had where it was like, you know, strippers all have different boundaries. Like when I get to a champagne room and someone is like, I just want to pay you to talk to me. I'm like, I would so much rather just suck your dick. Yes. <laughs> a million, a million percent. Okay. With the sugar dick, like, because I started this TikTok thing and it's like people, are into it, but the, it's the helpful hoe. And so it's like, oh, all yeah, the sex. I've seen your talks. They're great. And so it's all this sex work shit. And, and I know you get the same thing probably, which is where people want to talk to us about doing sex work, but then it's like, well, but also like, we're also comedians. It's our day job, which is, I yeah. guess it still is interesting, but it's like, well, but it's a day job. Yeah. No one ever wanted to talk to me about like being a barista. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. No. It was like, so tell me like, what, what kind of things you talk about with your customers when you're like making their espresso? How much money do you make? <laughs> but like, oh yeah, the, there's um, somebody that I see and like, he's very sweet conversation. I just, he's, he's one of these guys that like laughs at all of his jokes. He thinks he's very, very funny. Mm -hmm. And I say anything offhanded, I'll be like, 
Yeah, the fucking, you know, there's a sign outside of the gas station that says, heads up, we all carry guns in here. And I'm like, it's crazy to be in the Midwest. And he's always like, now that's a routine you could do. And I'm like, I fucking can't just put this here, put my pussy in your mouth. And so immediately it's like, yeah, he'll like, he was like, we should, let's go to like, we go to like a baseball game where you do something. And I was like, I do not want to spend that much time with you. (laughs) (laughs) no it's so true even just like I mean full service is like I I prefer it like I recently I've been working private parties where you can get away with a lot more because you know it's all illegal so they're like we don't really care what you do (laughs) oh that's cool has that started since covid yeah like recently Mm -hmm. okay and I recently did a two-hour room with a bunch of girls who don't do extras. So it was just dancing for two hours. And I was like, oh my God, I can't. <laughs> like the next day, I like couldn't walk. <laughs> I, was like, I haven't done that in so long. Just like grinded, like getting low for fucking two hours. I was like, someone put a dick in my mouth. <laughs> yes, and that's for that's for like 19-year-olds to dance for that long. Yeah, I, I, I can't believe we used to do that. <laughs> Even like for fun, the last time I went out was someplace, um, I think it was like Brooklyn Bowl or someplace, so like yep. a Beyonce night. Yep. A lot of comics would go there, and so there was like Beyonce dance night. we go, and you're like, we're going to dance all fucking night. And we're all like in our 30s, and we'd be like, Every half hour, we're like, I need to fucking sit down. I need a water. I don't want alcohol. I need, do you have Gatorade back there? Like, like I'm like, thanks the music is blasting or else you could hear my knees creaking. (laughs) (laughs) But just to straight up be dancing for that long is like. Yeah, I think the other girls in the room too were like really young dancers. They were all like, you know, 21, 22, I'm 29. And I was like, I can't keep up, I can't do this. Oh, so you can still do it. I'm 10 years older than you are, so. I mean, the thought of dancing that long makes my back hurt now sitting here thinking about uh, it. One time I did a two-hour room when I first started dancing and I wasn't, again, I wasn't doing extras. And the guy who was this, like disgusting old fat man, of course, was just like, like touched my back and was like, wow, you're really sweating. <laughs> I was like, I have been dancing for you for an hour and 45 minutes. Yes, I am perspiring, sir. Also, you're sweating and you're literally just sitting there with your legs spread, so... <laughs> You're like, like, I'm just trying to make you feel comfortable and make you feel like less of a gross fucking pig. I want to make you feel bad that you're literally disgusting. Right. It's like, not only am I exercising, I'm literally exercising. Like I'm doing rigorous exercise right now, but I'm also doing it for you. So the the amount of hovering I'm doing to like do a lap dance over him because you're gross. So I don't want to like fully sit down. That's (laughs) squat. And then the heels, how how high of heels are you wearing? Um, now I wear seven inch blazers, but I used to do the six inches. Jesus Christ, Irene. I have permanent scars on my feet from like where the buckles are. Like you can see on my feet where they are. Holy shit. Do you take any kind of supplements like collagen or anything like that? No, I should. You should. Yeah. You for yeah. sure should. I'm, I have bruises and scrape whenever I go home. My mom knows now, but she used to not know. She knows like, Oh, what happened to your legs? <laughs> I'm like, I fell. <laughs> Wait, so you get marks on your legs just from like the pole? Really? Because well, I've seen some of your stuff. You are fu- you are like phenomenal on the Thank pole. Thank you. Yeah. It's is that? Did you go to a class for that? Because I mean, it looks like you're doing like aerial work. Yeah, I 
went to like two classes in Brooklyn when I first started dancing and I was like, I hate this. I can't, I'm not, I don't know about you. I'm not a class person. I don't want people to see me learning. <laughs> like people are only allowed to watch once I have perfected this and I'm the best, you know? Right. Um, yeah. Like open my comedy. That's fine. We don't have a problem going to a bar and trying out jokes, but like group oh, yeah. strip class. Like in the broad daylight in a like studio in Brooklyn full of like tiny girls. Yeah. I, I'm not going to learn in front of you guys. Um, so, so how, then wait, how does a group school. class work? I'm sorry. Keep, yeah, this that's is the thing too, is they like book the class for like 10 people. Then they have like four poles. So you have to like do it in groups. So then some people are just standing on the sidelines watching. It's awful. Hate it. Hate it. So I went on Amazon and bought my own poll, which is. Okay. How much is that? Eight. Let me see. I've seen it. <laughs> that is gorgeous. Thank you. It was like a hundred dollars. It was like one of the cheap ones. Um, and then I would go to work and like on slow nights, nice strippers would bring me on stage and teach me tricks or we'd like stay after um after they closed and try out tricks while they were like closing up shop although they hated when we did that because they're like if you go break your neck we're gonna have to pay for it um, <laughs> and, and then like come home and try them out I also would like you know I had to go on stage so I would also I'm sure I was fucking horrible when I first started but I couldn't see myself so <laughs> I was just like trying shit out probably making a fool of myself <laughs> I love I really do love the idea of like an open mic night for strippers. We have amateur night at strip clubs. Oh, now see, I would never go like, I would, I've always thought like, man, that would be cool to do. But again, I started being a hoe when I was like 34. So I was like, I feel like my time dancing around has passed. Um, <laughs> it just like stamina wise. But yeah, to be like working out a new trick, because like with a, like you can't recover like a joke if something bombs. You're like, oh, I'll go into this move. But like if you do, a, yeah. if you fuck up on the pole, you're like, um, you can't show your pussy. There's not like a save you can do. You can show your pussy. Some people will do pity tipping. But yeah, I, I remember there was one time where I like climbed the pole. At, this was at score. So the pole's not like that tall there. But like, you know, you can get up pretty high. And then I went upside down and then I was spinning around and then I was like, okay, time to get back up. And then I went and I didn't have the abdomen, the core strength to like get back up. And I was like, okay, <laughs> what's the move? What's the move? <laughs> so then I was like, we're just going to hang out for a second and just do a few more loops spinning. So, wait, then, so your legs are on the pole. My legs are wrapped around the pole. So the pole's like on my pussy and I basically have my ankles crossed. Okay. And, and you're hanging, di- so your head is down. So you're hanging like a bat. Yeah, exactly. And then you're just like, <laughs> how did you get out of it? Were you just like slowly? Like, I, wish I could like slowly go down, but I also know when you, when you do that, you get that like, <laughs> down the pole. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'm just gonna like wait it out for like until I stop spinning. And then luckily I like found the strength within me during that time and oh like, came back up. And I was like, okay, just just basic spins for the rest of the set. I would love hanging there. <laughs> just like slow. <laughs> just like, and as you get down where you like slowly put your head on the ground, you're like, okay. Just kind of get back up. <laughs> well, one of the worst that's ever happened to me was I was working at this apartment <laughs> club 
in Queens this past winter. What a strange year it's been. Um, yeah. What, so were you, yeah, I will tell the story. And then I want to ask you questions about this underground shit that we all had to do during COVID. <laughs> so it was literally an apartment in Queens where I'd go and there was a pole and like all these people who were like definitely in the mafia would come. And, <laughs> and they had like the jankiest pole. It was like this far from a wall. So I hit my head off it. I like, kicked it i kept kicking the tv screen because they had a tv right behind it and i was like lucy stop kicking the screen and i'd be like take the screen down <laughs> i'm the entertainment not tv <laughs> um anyway i went on it and i had my hair down and i was again spinning upside down and then it got my hair got caught in like so the pole on the bottom of the ground is like there's like a circular thing and my hair got caught underneath it and I was spinning. So, you know, when like your hair is caught and it starts spinning on something and so it's getting more and more caught. Uh-huh. And I was and like, your hair's pretty long. So you might not notice yeah. that for a while. Yeah. And then I was like yanking <laughs> and still spinning. So then I'm like, fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> I had to stop myself from spinning and then was like upside down still, but I'm like, I'm stuck. So I had to like dismount, but I was so stuck to the pole that I couldn't do it gracefully at all. Like I literally like, somersaulted into the fetal position <laughs> was like ripping like trying to rip it out and then I was like it's not coming out so I just ripped my hair is luckily like under here I was putting my hair in braids the other day and I saw it I was like they didn't even have scissors for you well no one was out no one was doing anything and were they like, just like watching the tv they were like fine like, again, I'm in, like, a sketchy it literally was like a trap house okay <laughs> and, like luckily it was like this is the first time I'm excited that like no one's paying attention to my stage set because that will happen a lot and I was like well thank god when I was looking and making it look ridiculous and then I had to rip it out so then I had the hair so I ripped it from under the pole and threw it into my cash bucket because you keep like a cash bucket for your tips mm-hmm. and then someone eventually pulled me off stage because he wanted to like talk and do VIP and then I'm just holding this cash bucket full of my hair <laughs> <laughs> the guy who like runs the gig walked by and I was like can you take this and throw it away and he was like what is it and I was like it's my hair <laughs> wait a minute so now what so when COVID happened obviously everything shut down stand up and you and I are in the same boat because stand up was now shut down mm-hmm. and then doing sex work both of our jobs became like shut down slash illegal, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which was real tough. Mm-hmm. So how soon after? Cause I know like comedians and it's whatever to me, like going to do like a private show at a, an apartment in Queens still to me is more dignified than being like, I'm going to tell jokes in a park in the snow. Like <laughs> that still feels a little bit like, well, at least you're getting money. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of how I, I mean, at first I didn't do anything. I did the OnlyFans thing, like we, we talked about. Yeah. Um, and then I saw things starting to come up, like like private parties and stuff. And at first I was still like, mm. my main thing was that um, I have a boyfriend and we don't live together. So anytime, and, um, you know, he had his roommates and they have their own quarantine rules. So anytime I would like thought I would expose myself or anything like that, I would have to quarantine from him, like quarantine from him for like five days and then get tested to make sure I was in the clear to come over or have him come over to my place. But eventually I was like, okay, I do want to start working again. So I worked at the apartment place um, and another lap dance party. I worked at this country club that talk about the mafia. Wow. 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was tough because I would have to, I would work and then I would quarantine for five days, get tested and then, you know, go see my boyfriend. I ne- nothing ever happened. Um, but it's, it's such a, because <laughs> the strip club world is already so weird and feels underground already. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you meet all these interesting, there's, I've met so many, I'm sure you too, met so many people in my life that I never would have if I wasn't in sex work or stripping. Like you're like, I would never cross paths with this person. I don't have anything in common with them, but because of what I do, I spend all this time with them. Right. It's a very interesting bond. Like I always, with my experience, especially the first guy that I met in New York and subsequently, subsequently, like the guys that I met in New York that I've stayed in touch with, they're like, super fucking rich high like high, like I mean almost one of them is like borderline a one percenter and it was interesting because in his I wish we would have been friends then and he's still in New York at some point when I go back to visit because he hit me up he texted me the other day well I'll, when I come back to New York I'll be like hey can I bring my girlfriends over yes and we can he's got a four-story penthouse and yeah. just like a lockbox of drugs he has the best fucking house and he's just a fun dude so we can go and just hang out and party and amazing just like, yeah, yeah. those kind of things yeah when all of a sudden you're at a penthouse at like 9 a.m and you're like what <laughs> yeah and to stay in touch with those people like I don't know if you had any like customers that you mm-hmm. stayed in touch with but over quarantine it's just interesting because I was like oh the only people that can get into this world yep are either other rich people or mm-hmm. bottom feeders so it would be like <laughs> him and all his rich friends. And then it would be like me, other chicks off seeking arrangements or strippers. We'd go to the strip club and meet strippers and he'd bring them back. And I was like, this is great. I love having women to hang out with me Mm -hmm. because he was always on so much Coke that it's like someone else like his dick. It's nothing's (laughs) going to happen to it. Run the train. Yeah. We just have to take turns, but in that, and then drug dealers. So it was like rich people and then just like sex workers and drug dealers. Those Mm -hmm. are the only, that's Mm -hmm. like, we feed each other. Like life symbiotic. (laughs) Mm hmm. But yeah, these mafia people, hold on. I don't know, you can't go into a lot of details. So what was the thing in this like country club? How far? I mean, again, I'm like, they're for sure the mafia, but like, I just, I've never seen anything like, like walking into a room and they're all like eating oysters and smoking cigars and talking business. God. <laughs> Mind if I take out my butthole? <laughs> like, they do like obviously it's a country club so they didn't have like a stage or anything but they like ordered strippers and they I swear to god they had us they were like well we want you to put on a performance and they specifically wanted me and my girlfriend to do that and we're like okay where <laughs> and like, like what's the performance you're like you're you start answering you're like no no, no we have specifics you're like we want you to do like the stripper version of goodfellas go <laughs> <laughs> And they like, they're like on the floor and then they got a white sheet and laid it down. I like looked at her. I was like, I feel like I'm about to like lose my like, like Jewish virginity to you. <laughs> like, yeah. You guys, you guys finger each other through a hole in the sheet. No, none of this hooker shit. <laughs> so there's what's going on. And she was like, I feel like we're about to wrestle. And then <laughs> we just like crawled around and danced around. That's how you get a lot of scars. I get a lot of scars on my knees from like twerking on the ground. Um. Yeah. Like Wait. one time, I used to work at Sapphire. Have you ever been to Sapphire Thirty Nine? No. It's um, Sapphire is like all over the city and then in Vegas too. Um, and they have a runway because they have a pole on the stage, and then they have a runway, and you get called to either. So the DJ will be like, "Lucy to the runway." And now, and do you know your order, or is it kind no, of like popcorn? It comes by surprise. Oh, that would give that already. I'm I'm already, I'm already out. 
I want to be like, when am I going up? Who am I following? Especially as a comic, I can't believe that that doesn't make you crazy. Cause yeah, no, I feel the same exact way. I, I remember when I first started, I, I think I might have embarrassed myself by being like, when am I up? And they're like, bitch, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, you have your notebook out. When am I up? How much time do I have? Here's my intro. <laughs> If you, could, if you could plug my podcast and also I'm doing a rape show. So if you could plug that right before I. <laughs> like what you see, I'll be at the rape show next week. <laughs> <laughs> so they just call you up and you're yeah. like. The other runway is just what it sounds like. It's just a strip that you can like walk up and down or crawl up and down. And I was crawling up and down it. And I had, I think I had scarred my knees from like my shift the night before and my knees just started bleeding <laughs> bleeding and I was like oh, I don't I guess I'll just keep going but this is incredibly unsanitary it's super unsanitary and what happens to know when you're doing that because the couple times that I've been to strip clubs it always this way like really pisses me off and especially as a comic that's the thing like as comics we've done shows where you're like people do not know there's a show happening so you're in a restaurant or a coffee shop and someone's like hey motherfuckers Yep. Hope you enjoyed your dinner because the fun is over. We are starting a comedy show. Whatever happened to me while I was at dinner, I would straight up leave. <laughs> right. Like, but as at a comedy show, like we're kind of people are there and they're usually paying attention. Like that's already frustrating enough when you're telling a joke and someone's not paying attention. Mm-hmm. I cannot imagine, especially as a comic first and then going to stripping, if you're dancing and people are not looking at you, does it drive you crazy or do you just have to kind of get over it? it? interesting it's interesting coming into it already having been a comic because I think that might have prepared me for it a little bit more <laughs> and goes like oh rejection I know this <laughs> <laughs> oh nobody paying attention Courtney Brand, and I'm yeah, yeah I know I know that one um I'm literally I, bleeding and nobody cares this I is great. It's a little more just because like and this, like, I mean, this is personally for me, like, I have a very complicated relationship with my sexuality. And I think it's like something that is always in my back pocket. So to have it like rejected is, was weird at first. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, wait, no, whenever I put out the sex, people, people, you know, are into that. <laughs> so, and it depends on that. Cause sometimes I'll just be like, oh, this is annoying. Like no one's at the stage. But like, I definitely had nights where I'm like doing tricks and people are sitting at the stage and they're not tipping, like they're watching, but they're not tipping or they're like looking at their phone and you're like, wow, I feel like garbage. Oh my God. That would not be fun. I would not like that. Well, that was even the first sex party that I worked. I was super paranoid because I was like, I was the oldest one there. My head was like just grown in from a buzz cut. So it was like super short. I was the oldest one, smallest tits, but I was like the tallest mm-hmm. and like the most fit or whatever. But I remember being like, I'm just going to be just walking around naked in these five inch boots with a collar. And people are going to just be like, excuse me, we're trying to get to pussy. Excuse me, we're trying to get to the person with tits. I was so fucking, I was like, oh, thank God. There's just like a bunch of drugs for me to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's nerve wracking when you're there and you feel like. Yeah, it's like. Yeah, and getting rejected at the strip club too, it happens all the time and you definitely get used to it in the way you get used to bombing on stage. But it feels so, it's so annoying because it's, you know, these men come in and they, that's what they're paying for is like, you know, in the real world, there would be no situation where I would ever go up to that guy and like, he's obviously finding some power in being able to reject until he gets the one that he wants. Like, 
he has to pay for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so like when they are like, you know, sometimes people like won't even look up while I'm like, Hey baby, how are you? And they won't even look at me. And I'm like, okay, I would never in a million years fuck you for free. Right. <laughs> I wouldn't even fucking talk to you for free. No, please. You'd have to pay me. Which right. is what I'm trying to get you to do right now. <laughs> it's such uh, a weird thing because also it's like, because some people that go to strip clubs, I think go because they, and I don't know if you, well, you would know this more than I would. Do you find that there are some people that go with that attitude, like you're talking where it's dudes that just want to like have power over women. And so they can mm-hmm. kind of be dicks like, wait, I'm just here to relax. It's like, if you say hi and they act shitty, it's like, motherfucker, you came in here. Yeah. I, I did mm-hmm. not show, I did not walk into your family dinner and be like, while well, your wife was cutting meatloaf and put my pussy in your face. So yeah. don't, sometimes it acts like you're being annoying. And I'm like, no, that's what's on the menu tonight. Yeah. <laughs> annoying bitches. That's what this is. So I'm here for, or they'll be like, I could get this like, you know, anywhere in the real world. I'm like, amazing. The exit is right there. <laughs> what? But now, are there some people that go there and are like, kind and they're just yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there are a lot of people that are appreciative I feel like yeah on like podcasts and on stage of course I'm going to talk about the like annoying ones because that's people don't want to hear about me having a good time like right. <laughs> there, there are so many nice customers and, and fun people that like again it's, it's it's often not people that I'm like oh here's someone that I like want to hang out with all the time but it is refreshing of like hanging out with these again kind of people that I don't think I would if I wasn't at the strip club yeah now, have you ever, and I know you give a fake name, have you ever done, and it, like, where you've, like, because you have a boyfriend, which I want to talk about. This is um, in a second. Have you ever, with a customer from the club, have you ever exchanged, like, information? Yeah. Um, like, come to a show? <laughs> not that. I try so hard to never admit that I do comedy. Because um, if I do, then they just, like, talk about, like, Joe Rogan and Louis C.K. <laughs> Yeah, or Bill Burr. That's the other. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't want to have that conversation. Um, but you've exchanged information. Have you like stayed in touch with some people outside I, of the I club? I give my, I have a slut Instagram account. Um, what, yeah, what is that? Pro Pro for Daddy. I, I originally made it because my dad like followed my Instagram and I wanted to still post like ho pics. Right. Um, but now I hand it out to Mr. Customers. Um, That's and a good idea. Follow- I'll I'll give my number out for a fee, um, so they have to pay for the number. Especially if it's someone that's like, oh, I want to take you, like, wants to like pay for dinner, or I'll be like, I have an OnlyFans. I had a lot of my original OnlyFans customers <laughs> when I wasn't getting my old college friends to sign up via text. Was uh, customers? <laughs> you're just sending out like a Facebook blast, <laughs> where most people are like, sign up for Farmville, and you're just like, this here's my asshole. Who wants to look at my asshole? <laughs> exactly so you charge a fee to get and have you gone out to dinner with these people and then what how long have you been with your boyfriend and that's the first question how long have you been with your boyfriend i've been with my boyfriend for five years okay so when you guys met were you doing the chatterbait stuff no um we started dating in was right we were freshly dating when the 2016 election happened (laughs) So, yeah, before that, I was nannying and and all that shit, comedy. Um, And then, uh, yeah, I remember when I started, we're we're in an open relationship, first of all. So we aren't, we hook up with other people. Oh, that's cool. How does does that work? Because I've, I'm kind of in that now just because I date married men. So I guess it's like (laughs) inherent. 
that it's an open relationship right. because uh, I'm like, well, I'm allowed to see other people because you are texting me while your wife is sleeping next to you in bed. So <laughs> if you don't want to know, don't go on my fucking Instagram. <laughs> yep. Yep. So how do you, what are the rules that you guys have with that? Yeah. So we're, we're non-monogamous. We're not like poly. Like we don't date other people. It's cool. when people can do that. I literally don't have the time. Um, also going on a date sounds like a nightmare to me if I'm not getting paid. Um, so we, yeah, we sleep with other people. We tell each other every time we do. Um, we have rules like, hey, don't fuck my best friend. Um, if it's like someone, if it's more than once, like if it's a repeat, you have to disclose that and like check in to make sure. <laughs> I want to know if he's like falling in love with someone else, but um, condoms with other people. Right. Now, when you guys, uh, when you tell each other, do you tell each other before or after or both or how does that work? We do after. I usually do like the next morning because I mean, it depends. I usually hook up with people at night. <laughs> a whole okay. of the night. Will. Oh, not like over coffee. You're like, it's 10 o'clock in the morning. I was walking by a Starbucks. Sometimes that happens. Not on my end, but I'm like, wow, damn. Okay. I like, I'll wake up to the text. I'm like I haven't even brushed my teeth yet. Good for you. Holy shit. <laughs> So like immediately afterward, that's really interesting. Now, when you guys, how does that text go? Like, how does that conversation go? It's so brief. It'll be like, just FYI, I hooked up with someone. And then the other person will be like, thanks for letting me know. And then like, what are you doing today? <laughs> and now how, like, do you guys talk about it when you are like together sexually? Is that like a kink that you guys have? Cause I have that with a guy that I've been with for a shirt. I've been with for over four years. We, when we are fucking, we tell each other. Well, that's fun. See, I like that. I don't, I don't think that's mutual on our end. Sometimes I'll ask if I'm curious. Um, we also play together. Like we'll hook up with other people together, which is very fun. Um, but yeah, not the, there's not, there's not a lot of detail shared. Yeah. See, it's a weird thing, like with some detail, like I had one, my long-term guy, like we were, like we say, like, like he'll go to like a massage parlor and he left New York. We're not in the same city anymore, but we were on the phone. He called me and he was at some work thing in Dallas and he was like last minute tried to fly me out. And I'm like, I can't fly off to Dallas or just fuck you for a night. Um, I don't care how much money you have to offer me. I'm sad. I can't do it. <laughs> calls me from the hotel room, which is a nice compliment, right? Because he could have hired someone, but he was like, no, I just want to talk to you on the phone uh-huh. and jerk off with you, which is very sweet. Awesome. But so while we're on the phone having phone sex, I was like, when's the last time you came? And he's telling me about some massage parlor he went to where the chick like Ooh, yeah, off, hot. and he was like rubbing her pussy while he did it. And I came so hard. <laughs> like, I like that. But he then at one point he was talking about another chick that he dates through the website. And I was like, tell me how you fuck her because I'm kind of into it. And then he said something. He goes, and I always go down on her because I love the way her pussy tastes. And we were fucking and I was like, okay, time out. That's too, yep. No, it, is, it really is case to case with those things because sometimes, yeah, I'm like really into the idea of it. And sometimes I'm like, what do you mean someone else? <laughs> like, it really depends. And like, sometimes I'm not jealous at all. Sometimes I am, you never know. And when you have a jealousy thing, because you guys seem to have a successful relationship with, and especially um, being in sex work. So now- how obviously you guys are in an open relationship, but with sex work, is he kind of like great? You're fucking yeah, someone great. Else. I mean, I think I heard him talking to another friend who who was starting to date someone, another sex worker friend of mine who, yeah, and he was like giving his advice and he's like, it just takes time. And I do remember when I first started, it seemed 
obviously I think it would be for anyone myself included it's just something he had to get used to and like kind of unpack why it might bother him um he's great with it now I tell him whenever I do extras um he came into the club once I think that helped a lot it was oh, so cool. cool. <laughs> yeah, he came with his friend and they threw money like on me and all my friends on stage. And I think it was good for him to see like, oh, yeah, she's just working. You know what I mean? Right. And honestly, if you're going to be more embarrassed about one thing or the other, I'd rather be like, my girlfriend's a stripper other than what your girlfriend do. You're like, please don't say comedian. Just like, <laughs> he's like, thank God she's a stripper. She has a job. Oh, yeah. that- There's nothing else I can say. Something that's like not embarrassing. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and he was saying, he was talking to about someone else too and he was like oh and it was cool to see like when he came in he was like it was cool to see like all these guys like paying for her attention and then knowing that like she comes home to me at the end of the night yeah that takes yeah. that's really sweet and that's cool that he did that because when people don't understand that like it's work yeah they have a rule at most of they had it there so I had to pretend like I didn't really know him of like no boyfriends allowed because boyfriends will come in and like lose their shit yeah I could say that, but you have to be like a very like hyper alpha, not and not alpha and like a Joe Rogan fake alpha, but like mm-hmm. someone has to be very confident with themselves. Yeah, like actually secure. And not even, and I would say just to date a female comedian. I would say just to date even somebody like regard whether or not we're doing sex work to date a chick that goes on stage is already. Yeah, a lot of men can't handle that. So like, like to be all, where you're like, I'm gonna know that she has opinions. Right. So for you to get on stage and in that already, it takes a confident guy to date you anyway. Right. And then if on top of that, it's like, not only do I run my mouth, <laughs> but I also flap my pussy lips for money. So <laughs> both lips are yapping away. <laughs> yeah. So you better be very like secure and confident in yourself. No, he's, and, he's great. He, I'm very lucky. That's really cool. And so you guys, how you, why haven't you moved in after five years? This is like, We both just, like, really like our own space. Mm -hmm. Um, I think now it's getting on five years, so we've started to talk about maybe eventually having, like, a two-bedroom together. Because we really do, we're both very independent people, uh, and we do have, like, really different schedules. And um, it was a blessing during fucking the beginning of quarantine when we were people were just absolutely locked in their houses and we were like, thank God we have our own places to go to when we get sick of each other. Yeah. That is an interesting, especially with keeping a relationship because five years, that's, I mean, the longest relationship I've had is four and a half years. And it's with someone who is married, has two other girlfriends and pays me to hang out with them and talk to them on the phone. So <laughs> it's not, really, so I don't know that I'm like putting in the work, <laughs> but five years, that's, I think, yeah, there's something to being like separate. Not being in each other's yeah, shit I think all the time. Oh, like when we're like, I need my alone time or like I need to do my own thing. I think also the whole open aspect living together makes it a little harder than you do have to have rules of like if you can fuck in your house and like, you know, yeah. you don't really want to, sh- not shit where you eat isn't really the right word. Term, but like it, it requires a, a, an amount of, you know, having your own space and your own independence. Yeah. The separate house. Do you have roommates where you live now? Oh yeah. I have three. Okay. (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I got roommates. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's an interesting thing. Cause I guess there's something to that also where it's like, I think a lot of people in relationships and especially because I don't know if a lot of clientele come in there with wedding rings. Oh yeah. 
I mean, I know from like, I almost exclusively, I prefer to just date married men. It's interesting because they love their wives, but it's like when you're just with somebody all the time yeah, for that long. Get, some people get mad at sex workers because they're like, oh, you know, you're stealing our husbands, whatever. It's like, I think we're doing you a service, sweetie. Like the reason that he's still like, this is good for your relationship. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Honestly, because it's like, it's, they're choosing to go back home. And, and do that, you know? Yeah. And they're not leaving. Yeah, exactly. It's like they need a, everyone. Yeah, they're doing what they need to do. Uh, yeah, but the <laughs> the wedding ring thing, I it was that two hour room I did. This is what happens when I don't have a dick to suck. I, I run my mouth and I said something inappropriate. <laughs> this guy was like, oh my God. He was like, I think we should get married. Like we should go to City Hall and get married. And I know, had noticed he had a wedding ring on. So I made a joke of like, guess we'll probably have to ask your current wife first. And then he literally just like looked off into the distance and his eyes like dead. <laughs> Like, I was like, oh shit. And just like kept grinding on him and was like, whoops, that was that one got too real for him. It's such a weird thing. Like, guys are so they're just bizarre. They're bizarre. I'll even have I've had that with like boring and so intriguing. Yes, they're it's they're it's like they're they're both things at once. They're so simple and basic, and I'm so intrigued by I'm so interested in how you can, you know what I mean. Yeah, they the, the basic thing it's so fun, like especially with a wedding ring. It's wild because like I'll be the suit will be like fingering me with his hand or like put it with his wedding ring finger. And vibrating wedding rings. <laughs> right. So he'll be fingering me with that. And then, you know, like when we're done fucking, he's like, Oh, just you know, I don't I I don't feel comfortable with you having an OnlyFans. And it's like, I'm it, first of all, it's a job. And also it's like, Cheating on your wife a job? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, you are married. Stop it. <laughs> no, it's like, so funny. It's, it's bananas. Well, especially the Midwest. Everyone here is very, like, wholesome. New York, I feel like they people just yeah. wedding ring out. and they'll Well, say, I'm a man. I have needs that need to be met. <laughs> right. And you're like, yeah, so do I. I need my rent to be paid. So. I need to pay my cell phone bill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but here in the Midwest, they're very, like, the OnlyFans thing, they think it like the one sugar day like signed up for it. I'm like, oh my god, secretly, and I would put pictures oh, on there. I think people do it secretly, and I would send if him you pictures. Know who I am, please, like, make yourself known. Yeah, don't be a fucking weirdo. And I do love their comics. I get on there and don't like disguise their name. You just see, I've had a couple comedians where I just see their first and last name, and I text them. I'm like, thanks, buddy. Here's. I always appreciate that. I've had people do like DM me first and be like, hey, is it okay if I sign up or would that make you feel weird? And I'm like, it's it's a free market, baby. Capitalism. <laughs> but like, thank yeah, you. <laughs> please get on there. Pay me. Now with your OnlyFans, do you do, because the stuff that I see you post on Twitter, do you do poll work on your OnlyFans? Because that to me is like, that's such a skill and like I, real art, not to I sound cheesy. It didn't seem like, because I, I will offer people like videos if they want them. It doesn't seem to be that popular. Maybe I should try doing it again. I had this guy on Twitter who paid me who paid me for poll videos. What happened to him? Um, but yeah, I don't know. People don't seem to be that into it on OnlyFans. They just want like up close. Yeah, yeah. Like they just give want, me. I don't know if you know because I do some partner stuff like on custom videos and like pay to open messages. OnlyFans has taught me that like. I mean, I don't want to assume these people's sexualities. I'm assuming they're mostly straight men. Um, they just, they want to see your butthole and they want to see another man's come so badly. 
like they're like is there a cum shot in this where does he come does he come where does he come and I'm like do you want him to just come over and come in your face like right (laughs) yeah I have it well a lot of the customers I don't I stopped really doing because I had a couple situations where I mean I had one guy who and I talked about this but like it was I it was revealed to me later that he had like a, a sex addiction thing Mm-hmm. And not on me, but on someone else that he'd met. He'd spent like a lot of money, mm. a lot of money. And I made him a few custom videos. They were just on his phone. And then we stopped, stopped doing that. But his <clears throat> longtime partner of 20 years found the video, not of the whore that got all their family money, but of me. And so I was like, I'm going to stop doing customs. I don't know who's on here. Everyone's, yeah. it's a whole, you know, I, this woman was like threatening to like sue me. And I'm like, I'm not some weird Jezebel. I'll send you, here's this much money. It wasn't that much. I sent her back all the money that he sent me. That was nice. She, yeah, she was. And I understand that she's upset and I get it. And I was like, nope, I get it. This is a weird situation. And so I sent back all the money that he ever sent me. Cause yeah. I was just like, I get out of my fucking Instagram lady. Just get out of my shit. Oh, yeah, let your husband. <laughs> Yeah, it's not me. This is not yeah. again. That's like if your your husband's an alcoholic and you're like, and he comes home drunk and you're just like, babe, you sit here and you cool off on the couch. I'm gonna go to every bar in this city. It's like, the bartender. Uh, it's not my fucking problem. I'm running a business. Yeah, you're like, he's not gonna buy videos from me. He's gonna buy them from the next girl. Yeah, but the the custom thing, the asshole thing, people like that. But these the partner videos that I had, this fucking a shot that I've jerked off to many times <laughs> this dude fucking oh it was really sexy too i've never had anyone be like i'm gonna take photos of you his dick was like like bigger than like this way on my head if you're Ooh. on the, if you're on the patreon you can see like it was from like the base of his cock starts here and then it goes all the way up to like just over my head wow size queen <laughs> and he was like lay there and he's just like putting his dick on my face Yes. And like taking pictures of it. And I was like, this is fucking hot. Art director. It was gorgeous. They were like beautiful shots. <laughs> but I did, but I had a couple, but yeah, this he took really great pictures. It was like the dick against the cunt or pussy. I'm sorry if there are any uh, church people <laughs> listening. I don't want to offend. The anti-cunt people out there. But yeah, like the slow shot of like going in, like it was really beautifully done. I was like, Thanks. sir. I understand that you are a, a father that runs a business, but a father that runs two businesses. <laughs> yeah, they're the best pictures I've ever had taken. But I did have yeah, the guy was like, it's just wild because I'm like I have all these videos and they just all want more. Yeah, they're like it's always about to come. Yep, they were asking. They're like, well, the video it's only 27 seconds and this is our cum shot. And I had to say, like, oh, this was not like a shoot. I was getting fucked by someone who paid me a lot of money to fuck me. <laughs> and they were just turned on and took pictures. So this is the real deal. Amateur. Yeah. So if you don't want it. Move along. Yeah. Put- I was going to say earlier, but like when like people who come into the club for the most part come to the strip club to willing and knowing that they're going to drop a lot of cash, you know, that's the ideal customer not always how it is but people on OnlyFans are often people who like found me on Twitter and they're like oh cool a ten dollar a month subscription like I can afford that so then they don't want to spend any more money right you know it's like you're like hey it's twenty dollars to watch me suck dick like that's you know 
two drinks in Manhattan, like, or one drink. Well, I was going to say two drinks. I don't know where in Manhattan you <laughs> were going. <laughs> two drinks at the fucking shitty dive bar where we do comedy, but. Yeah. But again, it's like one of those things where you can put it out there and it's like, no one's forcing you to do it. I'm just saying yeah, there's an I'm option. Make that I'm like, you don't have to buy it. <laughs> Right. It's like, I'm just ha- putting it here. It's the same. Like if you go into a restaurant and you're like, Jesus Christ, $17 for a glass of wine. You don't have to buy it. Get a water. No one's, I'm just saying it's here. <laughs> like when guys go and like tweet about like, cause they're all mad. Well, yeah, they're all mad about OnlyFans. They're like, I would never pay. Da, 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 da. And you're like, okay, congratulations on being broke. Like, sorry that you don't pay for service. You don't have to, no one's making you. Yeah. It's such a weird thing. The people with the sex work thing, which is like, and I think it's interesting because with the OnlyFans, when I signed up for it, it was just with um, when COVID hit, I was like, I'd need some kind of income. But it's like, I've been like a sex worker for four years before that. Mm-hmm. So when people, they tell you about like, it's just this, this weird, like either dudes are like, well, I don't have to pay for it. It's like, cool. Great. I, awesome. Big bag. <laughs> I don't, I didn't ask. I don't care. And there'll be chicks that are like, you know, just women on the internet. It just is a weird thing where like, and I've seen some and I see it in the group chat, but like to see what's crazy is that OnlyFans became like a punchline. Yeah. Which is, first of all, for comics, for com- of all people, no, that's for, rich. <laughs> for comedians to be like, respect yourself. It's like, respect myself. You're on stage talking, trying to do jokes about your gross pussy for drink Wait, tickets. Drink tickets. exactly you're banging you're banging some second tier feature (laughs) to go on the road to go on the road and so you can open for him at funny bones (laughs) you're having sex on a mattress yeah like comedy and sex work comedy is so much more degrading and humiliating than sex work (laughs) a million percent hands down all day all fucking day (laughs) <laughs> oh, even this even like you know like with um I was talking to somebody because I did these group chats with about like sugar dating Q&A and these women and so I got like I ran an ad on TikTok and this woman was like so funny she's like in her 40s and she's like so many women in like their like 40s 50s and 60s signed up for seeking arrangements after seeing my videos which is wild because I was just like Sex work is clickbaity. I'm a comedian. Let's try this on TikTok. Mm-hmm. I think I know I can figure out how to work the algorithm. But it's like, and the same thing with you. And like every other comic that does sex work, it's like we talk about it because it's we know it's clickbaity, but it's mm-hmm. like we have our shit to do. And then people are always like, this whore's fucking hilarious. It's like, yeah, we also have brains. You're like she talks. <laughs> yeah. But like these older women like have signed up and they fucking this chick is like 58. She's like, I got three dudes fucking pay. And she runs her own business. Amazing. It's wild. But this one woman got on a chat and she goes, and I was talking about like, I'm like, yeah, I got a book or thing to shoot like an ad. And she goes, so why are you still doing the sugar dating thing? I mean, can't you just make money off of ads? And I was like, <laughs> even doing stand-up comedy, <laughs> unless you're super famous. I worked a whole weekend at Helium. And it was great. I feature, but it was like the feature pay I got for a weekend at Helium is what I would make in two hours. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Of again, mostly doing something we would do for free anyway, which is Mm -hmm. put a big old dick in your mouth. (laughs) 
It's so nice. It, it, yeah, it's the because like stripping can be exhausting physically and mentally, emotionally work, but I often work two or three shifts a week. Yeah. Now, what? How long are the shifts when you go in? Do you ever have you worked a daytime shift? I, I, I no, I never have worked. Uh, the the country club stuff was during the day. But. The country club thing is wild. So, how far out was that? And did they pay for you to? Did they like put you in a car, drive you out there? How did that work? Uh, my, I don't even know what they call me. Manager drove me. My pimp. <laughs> um. Yeah, I always work night shifts. I, I can't do that because then, yeah, I do comedy and then go and strip and then sleep until 4 p.m. the next day. That's wild. So what time does a, like a shift start? We would go in or like as soon as you're done with your stand-up, you can just yeah, pop in whenever. whenever. You just pay the house fee according. Um, I usually got there at like 10 or 11 and then stay till 4. Well, it closes at 4, but if you're like in a champagne room and it's closed and they want to keep going, they'll keep the club open for you. Oh, that's so, nice. I stayed till like seven in the morning. Seven in the morning? Yeah, you walk out and the sun's out and you're like, oh, God. <laughs> I mean, I, I like how, see, and I'm not saying it, people that are, are watching and listening, I'm not saying seven in the morning in a judgy way. I'm getting tired because I've done that so many times. <laughs> I've worked, I remember one time I worked at a sex party and we went till it was like four or five in the morning. And then once all the people leave, it was me and like five chicks and then the guy running the party who was like a wannabe dom. He was like, so gross. He was like, yeah, the guy running the party is always a wannabe something. Yeah. He was like short and he had like, he was like very tan, like fake tan. He had like spiky, like bleach tipped hair. And he was very like, these are my fucking bitches. And we're like, whatever. And it was wild. But after the party's over and it's like doing stand up and stand up is, is similar in sex work where like we are the party. Mm-hmm. So when you get done with work, people that know like comics, most of us have drinking and drug problems at some point because just doing stand up, you get off work at like one o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. And even though we're having fun, we're like, now we can get fucked up. And so it's like, okay, yeah, exactly. it's no to stay up all stripping is a lot like that, like especially because we'll get off and be like, wow, I need to blow off some steam. So then it's like, you know, four, and then we're like, oh, let's go to my place. And then it's five, and then we're like, let's drink and do drugs. And then it's nine a.m. and you're like. It's tomorrow now. Oopsies. Yeah. Well, that's a nice thing about... Did you grow up in New York? No, Maine. Mm. Yeah, New York is great because like... Well, now I'm, I haven't been back in a few months. But pre-COVID, God, it was so nice. We used to get done with sex parties. we go to Cafeteria, that 24-hour mm-hmm. place in Chelsea. As you see Amanda Lepore there, like... Oh, <laughs> oh my yeah, God. Yeah, I miss New York right now. Everywhere closes at like midnight now they just bumped it to midnight mm. and we're like excited about that but i'm like so sad like the, one of the best things about new york is that it's you know open late i know that's why here in the midwest i'm like let me just that's why when i just i was like i just need low overhead fear what the fuck i'm doing i don't know where are you in brooklyn yeah bushwick okay and what's it like so now our clubs open strip clubs are opening back up there some are um i'm not gonna go audition until they're open late again just because oh. i know that i i I know myself, I don't get to work until late and it doesn't make sense for me to go work somewhere that closes at midnight. Yeah. Oh, even the clubs are coming. There's no like underground, well, I guess you, you country clubs, but that's again, like a daytime wrestling activity. I'm working at a lap dance party right now. I actually have to go there after this. Oh, so. nice. <laughs> 
Is it the same? No, is it like the same kind of like mafia crew that you work with or are these different people? No, it's someone I work with at um, the club I used to work at. It's, yeah, it's interesting. It's like, you know, it's a, it's an, and I got an empty apartment, but like a big empty apartment. It's so funny. God, I wish I was there and I would go and I would be like your, I would be your like bodyguard because I wouldn't dance, but I would just hang out. I would love to just hang out and do drugs and like, I'll be like, I'm not going to dance. I'm very happy to fuck people. So when, when you work these parties, like, so tonight, is there a flat, how does it work? Do they do like an entry fee for people to get in? Are people screened? I don't know how much they charge, but they're definitely charging people to get in. Okay. So do you get a flat fee and then tips on top of that? I just get tips. Um, it's so funny when you do like a private room, like a champagne room, it's just like an empty apartment room. (laughs) Yeah. I had to hook my own phone up to the Bluetooth last time I did one. <laughs> oh my God. So are these like just abandoned apartments and people renting out or what is it? Or it's yes, specifically? Yeah, no. And then there's like, you know, a quote unquote bar, but it's literally just like a kitchen. <laughs> I did. Well, that's the sex party I worked, but they was like, they were like nice penthouses. So they were at least. Yeah, not a penthouse, but it's not. It's not. It's not like the one I was talking about before. It's not like a Queens trap house. It's nice. But, yeah, it's like somewhere in between a penthouse and a trap house. That's yeah. what you're whatever that is. <laughs> Dude, I'm so I'm like excited for you to work this. I wish I was there. I'm so sad. I wish Let I was come back. I don't know. I have no idea. I'm like, how long am I gonna keep doing this? Because I figured, yeah, I don't know. If I keep doing what? Like these private parties or private just parties. I mean, I assume the cops are gonna bust them at some point. Yeah. But I mean, how would they, how many, is it really, if you're, are you that loud? How many people are there? Like how many people? They're not too, too loud. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how they would. I don't know how the cops, they seem to have time to be narcs and party poopers all the time. Yeah. It seems like cops have a lot more shit to deal with right now. <laughs> they, in theory. Yeah. But the, and, the apartment club that I worked at in, in Queens got busted by the cops one night. It was really, that was horrible. They like put us all in the changing room too, in the back room, and like shut the door. And I was like, "This is a bad call." Like, if the cops do, they never came inside. But I was like, if they come inside and they open like a small room just to see a bunch of girls sitting there, like, (laughs) gonna look, you're gonna really look like some traffickers. Wait, wait, wait. So you were there working, and they were like, the cops were at the door. They were outside, or what happened? Outside. They never came in, but they were like, get in the room and like shut the door. And I was like, okay, we should all take our dresses and heels off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like everyone get in your sweatpants. And I was like coked out. And I was like, does everybody know their rights? And like told everyone their rights. Fucking woke white bitch. They're all like praying in Spanish. <laughs> <sighs> I was like, it's listen, so- it's going to be okay. Let me tell you, do not answer any questions. <laughs> <laughs> You're like the normal white ray of these strippers. Does anybody know your rights? Well, that's because it wasn't um, sex work was decriminalized, but apparently it's still in New York, but it's still like. New York, it hasn't been decriminalized. Um, they threw out a bunch of cases and said, so it's basically them being like, they're not going to prosecute, mm. but it's not decriminalized. Although I had a situation, I haven't talked about this yet. I'm trying to like where this guy who was really scary, I got in this weird situation a couple of weeks ago at a hotel after work because he wanted to pay for stuff but didn't agree to anything and I was with someone else I work with and he was like you're actually like it's not going to be sex and I was like okay and then he got all mad and was like 
I don't know what he worked out with the other girl, but I was like, I'm not leaving without her. And he got all scary and aggressive and then was like, you can't threaten me like with the whole, like, you're going to like, he's like, I'm not afraid of the cops. They just like made it. So it's not illegal in New York anymore. So kind of like trying to hold that above us. of like, I'm not afraid of getting in trouble with the law over hiring you to fuck me. I was like, well, are you afraid of getting in trouble with the law for like, killing us <laughs> I was confused by his argument and maybe he just wasn't making sense but I was like huh that's kind of scary that they can like use that I don't know it was weird it's like a Patrick Bateman vibe so wait so did you meet him at the club and then he was like hey do you guys want to come back out my someone I one of the promoters was like um thing that he was like yeah come to this hotel and I can get you money you don't have to do anything and then he was like okay let's leave and then the guy was obviously mad that we hadn't done anything so I don't know what was agreed and then I was like this is bullshit this is scary we're leaving and then he was like it's not even like you like I'm not afraid of what you can like hold like he was like basically like you can't hold anything over me because like it's decriminalized and I was like well first of all it's not and second of all what are you talking about and also we're not trying to hold anything against you we're trying to get fucked out of (laughs) right I'm trying to get not get murdered is what's going on I'm trying to have happen here um I think he just like was fucked up and didn't know he's talking about but yeah especially that's the worst when guys are like all coked up especially if they're coked up because their dicks don't work and so they're just like mad Mm -hmm. and aggressive Mm -hmm. and then the thing that would calm them down which is coming they can't do Mm-hmm. And it's just they're just like pumping and you're like cool 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 bye yeah it can be a little bit scary I've had that a couple times where just with like meeting like here there was a guy that I met here when I first moved here single which is I'm like mm, that's why I don't do that but like there's a weird and again a lot of times there are nice experiences but it can be scary it's nice that you have somebody with you like a person, yeah. either like a partner or like a manager. Cause some dudes would, they just, they, yeah, it's just where they're like, why have money? And it's like, well, but you <laughs> still have to like, have money too. <laughs> right. You still have to get consent. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big thing. Just cause people don't respect sex workers. So they think if they pay then they've paid their way through consent, which is not true. Mm-mm. Oh, I'm like, I'm, it is, I'm so sad. Cause we're going to get off the, I know we have to, I know I have to go to work and I have to start shooting this thing, but I'm like sad. Cause I'm in this hotel and I'm like, I wish I could hang out with my friends. <laughs> you know, when you're coming back. Um, no, I don't have anything planned, but I will probably, I might do like the beginning of June for a few days Fun. or in mm-hmm. August. Cause the comedy club, are they opening back up? They're open now, right? Yeah. Yes. I don't know about like, yeah, I know the stand is doing stuff, but it seems like things are still kind of outside. Yeah. I know. I saw New York Comedy Club. They did a thing where it was like, we're now in Brooklyn. It was just like some folding chairs on a thing. And I'm like, don't get me wrong. I'm happy to do it. But also. The acoustics, the acoustics are not ideal. Um, right. But also. We're saying that May 15th, New York is going to be like open. I know. I don't know. I'm in the Midwest and half of these people don't believe COVID's even real. So, I mean, if you move to a red state, because there's no COVID. <laughs> it's a bunch of people just not wearing a mask, being like, I got fucking vaccinated. Okay. Good well, for you, buddy. <laughs> I know. All right. Well, I'm going to let you go. Thank you so much for talking yeah, with me. It was nice Thank to talk to you in person. Nice to see your beautiful face. I know. It's nice to see you too. 